0: And girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk, it's Dan and Nick. Ah, same corner, same time, good vibrations. How was the weekend, guys?
1: There's a weekend. Let me tell you what,
0: i will yeah. you.
2: There are no weekends during baseball season. Yeah, they have a crazy UFC card Saturday night, mm. um, just knockout central, nasty leg injury. Mm. Uh, and then a doubleheader baseball Sunday. That so was nobody. nasty. I seen just the I didn't watch the actual event, but the, the, I, I, I told people I was like, you don't need to go if you didn't. If you're not watching this live, don't go search for it. You don't need to see it.
0: I was just scrolling IG stories and saw it Ooh. like on accident, and it said like they gave me the gruesome. Like sensitive video you may be watching, I was just too nosy not to click it. And yeah, and but like, like that's
2: that's the thing. Like you see that, and you're like, all right. Well, now I need to know what's yeah. behind this black screen. Like I'm not <laughs> gonna not click on this. Was it right. a
1: was it a big fighter or was it just like one of the undercard people that? Um,
2: so it was. It, it's Chris Widman's a former champion. He beat mm. Anderson Silva when and Anderson Silva was the champion. And what's crazy is mm. in their rematch, Anderson Silva went for a low kick, and it's literally like a break of the tib. As well, Must Champ call it the break of the tibia,
3: hmm.
2: uh, or the fibula, whatever <laughs> he called it. And it's like your leg just snaps, and you look like a flamingo, and it snapped mm. around the guy's leg. And Anderson Silva had done that to Weidman, and like the exact right. same injury happened to Weidman. On Saturday, seventeen seconds into the fight,
1: that's so amazing. Uriah
2: Hall, who won the fight, is the first UFC fighter in history to win a fight without throwing a single strike.
1: Wow, that's
2: crazy! Is that's that was that was that a pay per view? A nifty yeah. Nick
1: fact. <laughs> that,
2: that's a nifty Nick fact.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Seventeen um, second pay per view. Uh, well, that was the
2: second fight of five, and then after oh, that, okay. there, was, there were three championship fights. Um, All three of them ended in stops, uh, including my guy, Jorge Masvidal, got knocked into next week.
1: Did any champions lose their belt, Nick?
2: Yes. uh, I can't pronounce her name. She's Chinese. It's like Zay. I'm going to try. She um, lost to Rose Namajunas, who was the Mm, former champion um, of nasty nasty knockout there too. It was just a crazy fight. Everything finished. Um great card.
1: That sound sounds like it. Um well that includes somebody. our UFC segment.
2: Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the content I bring to the
1: show. Yeah, I appreciate right. that. It's different than gymnastics, but
0: yeah. I'm good. yeah. I don't got that. And once you have get UFC, we really gonna be in the bag. <laughs> um, <laughs> Somebody I seen somebody tweet that that was the best card ever or something crazy like that. You think it was that good? I'm not I don't even know. Like there's yeah.
2: been some there's been some great cards. Um just the way that the, I mean, some people uh, some people will be like, oh well, the fight the, there was only like 12 minutes of actual fighting. I'm like, okay, would you rather like a boring 25 minute fight or a 25 minute fight that ends in a minute 17 with a crazy knockout? Right. Um, there's some people who, like Corey Bender practices jujitsu. So like when there's like a high level jujitsu on the ground going on. He loves it, but that's not what like the casual fan
0: wants to see. They don't get what's going on. Corey. Get... Cory does jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Okay, I gotta know which writers I can beat up. So, yeah, so I don't Corey's
1: know. Not, Corey's Corey? not on your fade on site list. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, nah, no, he, he he's not high yeah. on the
0: list at least. No, no, no. You gotta go down the list a little bit. <laughs> I shot the Corey man. man. Yeah, you had here. you had quite the uh, shenanigans going on this weekend. How was your weekend? Yeah, I did, I did. I uh,
1: was able to um, hang out with some friends on Saturday, but then yesterday, I got uh, I got pulled into my first ever DJ concert on pool Yeah, so I saw Tiesto uh, at a uh, at a pool bar that we have here in Tampa called Water. Uh, it kinda mm. happened quickly. I uh, will tell you what, boys, if you've never had the opportunity to go check out a show like that, I highly recommend. Highly recommend. Looking forward to my next one. You like you liked watching the guy stand in front of his laptop and press play with his shirt off. Man. That was a good concept. No, he had a shirt on the whole time. It was, oh, a, oh, North wow. face, it was a North Face Gucci mashup shirt.
2: Oh, they call those collaborations, good. Dan. not yeah, a,
1: a collaboration. Sorry, back in my day, we used to call them mashups, but uh, a, a, a co- they had a collab. Uh, <laughs> no, it was it was wild. It was there was like five DJs. He was the the guy in the middle. He performed for like two and a half hours. Place gets wild, yes. man. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. There's um all sorts of illegal activity that happens there. Not gonna call names, not gonna say who did or didn't, but there's some illegal activities that happen there. But what a what a 100. hell of a uh, what a hell of a show. Was- I don't wanna I
0: don't wanna be a pool party that's for DJs and not that don't like no illegal shit going on. I don't wanna be there.
1: Oh, there was all sorts of illegal stuff going on. Yeah, so can we tell I'll you have what? A
0: party. Even if I'm <laughs> yeah. not indulging, I just need to be in the atmosphere. You should be in that
1: atmosphere. It was cool. There's probably only like 1,500 people there or not even probably a thousand people there. Uh, but it's spread out in this huge like pool bar area. That's like right on the, uh, the, on the bay. I'll tell you what. I will be there if there is ever a show like that. <laughs> uh, he won hey, me over. He won disc- me over. As a, as a big country music guy myself. Disco you know? Dan. Nothing. Nothing got me more hype in my life than uh, seeing smoke machines shoot off air, you know, or whatever they're yeah. shooting off, you know. There All
0: times. All time. So, what'd you do? I wasn't excited as your your weekend, but I got to hang out a little bit. I went. I just got some work done at the studio. We're almost done. We should be finishing up this week. Then um, yeah, I just hung out with the wife on Sunday. We went to Racks Downtown Del Delray, uh, one of my favorite restaurants in, in, in uh, Palm Beach County, man. But I uh, had some ceviche. Mm. had some uh, grouper mm. had some um, calamari some mussels just vibes man mm. That sounds, like sounds like a whole
1: weekend sounds like all had a good weekend you mine was dope. the best but it sounds like you guys had great weekends mine is the what? I said it sounds like you guys all had great weekends mine was the best great honorable
0: mentions yeah, you won this week
1: you're like Nick on the, uh, the Broward uh, baseball all-star team list. Just an honorable mention.
2: Hey, at least <laughs> you're mentioned. Just happy to be here. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. All right, boys, we got a busy show. Uh, we're going to bring Zach Adell here on in a few minutes. Uh, but as always, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Roof Soldier, which is a veteran owned company that is specializing in all aspects of residential and commercial roof replacement and repair. So all over the state of Florida, give them a call one eight seven seven 877 roofsfl or visit roofsoldier.com. Tell them Stadium and Gale sent you, you'll receive a thousand dollars off of your roof replacement. So, again, one eight seven seven roofs fl or roofsoldier.com.
0: You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale.
1: Let's bring our friend Zach Adele on here. For the first time, from Sports Illustrated, writes for uh, the All Gators uh, publication uh, over there. So, Zach, how are you doing this evening, my friend?
4: I'm doing great. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I'd be doing a lot better if I had your weekend. I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> or I'll make sure I invite you next time. Well, next weekend, you know? Dan's doing a pill a pill in Ibiza a
4: to show Ibiza. Well,
1: easy, easy, before. easy, Nick. It's yeah. <laughs> a family show.
4: It'll be my first weekend not writing about the NFL draft, so I'll, I'll, I'll do anything. <laughs>
2: we were just saying you're like carving out like a little niche because I know you love uh, the draft and the NFL, and and obviously at a school like Florida, you're gonna get guys every year, probably more this year than um, in in some past years. But uh, it's a busy time. Everyone loves the draft, like until this week because you're like so burnt out by the time you're like get Thursday get here, Friday get here, Saturday finish, and let me take a week off.
4: Yeah. And at this point, you know, you're kind of just hoping that everything hits the fan, right? Like there was the Ian Rappaport report last night uh, about Trey Lance and Mac Jones at three. Like, you know, I, I certainly hope it's Justin Fields at this point just to throw everyone off. It's, it's that type of thing. You know, you get so tired of it that you really just want chaos.
2: I just can't imagine San Francisco trading so much away to get like a healthy version of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I mean, they might as well just
4: they might as well just take Kyle Pitts at that like, point. Wait, like, like what are you doing? Equally bad trades, but one way or another. i I, I think that's going to be Lance.
1: Yeah, I don't think Trey Lance or Mac Jones was worth giving up what the 49ers gave up, no matter what, right? I mean, I, you know whomever they pick, even if it's Justin Fields, I don't think any three of those quarterbacks are worth the two number ones that they gave up It's crazy, and I'll ask Zach,
2: but like the NFL has changed so much. Obviously it's a it's a quarterback league. And there's two types of teams in the NFL, teams with a franchise quarterback and teams without a franchise quarterback. And if you're the latter, you're looking for one. Mm-hmm. So obviously when you get the trades and then the Jets trade, Darnold, now you're thinking it's going to be quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. But to me, I think Kyle Pitts is arguably, and it might not even take a strong argument, the best player in the draft. Um, and the way the NFL is moving with the rule changes, I don't even, I don't even put a tight end tag on him. He's just like a weapon, right. something you can use on offense. Um, obviously the Jags are taking Trevor Lawrence, but like there's an argument that you could take Kyle Pitts anywhere and, and he's just going to probably step in and, and be a starter for, for you from day one.
4: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it, it's a trend that we're seeing this year. People start to question more than ever is why are we taking so many quarterbacks so high, why are we trading up to get these quarterbacks so high when like none of them are working out? You've got your like, one in a million, it feels like, that actually hits. Um, and, and with that being said, like uh, Nick, we talked about it. I, I've dropped a mock this morning, just a full two rounds, and I don't have quarterbacks in the first four picks. I've got the first three. Uh, I think if San Francisco didn't trade up to three and it was still Miami sitting there, that Kyle Pitts is worth that pick. Uh, I, I wouldn't love trading up especially as much as San Francisco did for a guy like Pitts. But he's probably a top two guy. In a year that you don't have Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville taking a quarterback with the first pick, he's probably, like you said, the the best player in the draft. He, he's surefire. I think that he's going to come in he's going to change any offense that he's a part of.
0: What's the, what's the furthest you see uh, Kyle Pitts going? Like, Since up, up or down? Up. Uh,
4: I think... I think he'll – I think it's four. I think Atlanta's the sweet spot. Um, I know people or teams will still want to trade there. That's been the reporting that Atlanta wants to go down, and I get that. But when you've got what sounds like it, it, it'll be one of Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance, uh, I tend to believe that Justin Fields is definitely going to be one of those guys after Rap Sheet's reporting. It is moving up from nine if you're Denver from 15 uh, if you're New England up into the top four for one of those two quarterbacks really worth it compared to what you've got. Uh, I understand Cam Newton certainly is not the Cam Newton he used to be. I understand that, you know, Drew Locke might be a bust in Denver, but I can't fathom the idea of a Drew Locke versus Mac Jones quarterback competition. You know, you, you know what I mean? Like at that point you probably just go with Patrick Sertain or JC Horn, upgrade your defense because I, I just don't see the needle moving whatsoever I like fields, but it seems like the infatuation is Matt Jones, and that just doesn't seem like something that will really move your team up. If anything, maybe it will just go down. Um, but anyway, no, Silk, back to your question with Pitts. I think it's four being the ceiling. And if he weren't to go to Atlanta, if a team were to trade up, then I don't see any way he gets past Miami at six.
2: Yeah, I think that the ceiling is four and the floor is six. Like that's He's not getting past Miami at six. I don't see it.
0: Right. Well, we're talking quarterbacks. It's not Gator related. But why do you think um, Justin Fields falling like that? I, don't, I, Me personally, I think Justin Fields is the second best uh, football player. Like when I took on the film, I think Justin Fields is the second best guy. Uh, when, when I look at the, the combine, uh, I get the same thing. I think he's the best athlete in the position in, in, in the draft. Um, why, why is he falling behind guys that don't have the accolades or nor the uh, athletic upside?
4: Well, I certainly asked the same question at quarterback. It, it, it goes back to in the season. like Why is Mac Jones getting more hype than Justin Fields? I, I like what Mac did, and I respect what he did at Alabama. But going back to the season, I, I thought Kyle Trask was the better quarterback of the two. And from as unbiased as I can be, at least in this position, I truly thought that. Um, for a guy like Justin Fields, you know, the biggest concern to me at this point, I guess, is the epilepsy thing, right? Which just came out. And, and if that's manageable, then... I don't have as huge of a concern as other teams. I could see that that's why he might fall, but I certainly hope that it's not something else that's causing him to fall that people are worrying about. Like they do with quarterbacks every year. Some guy gets propped up that you don't really know why he went that high and you see a guy fall and you wonder well, you know, why did he fall when he's got this electric tape? Mm-hmm. He, he's a superb athlete. Like you said, he's, he's my second favorite quarterback. Uh, I'm not that big a fan of Zach Wilson. I think that, uh, You know, he makes some really talented throws when he's throwing deep into the right, but you watch him throw to the left, and he's got his put his pretty much his entire body into it, and it just it doesn't look that pretty. It kind of reminds me of Mitchell Trubisky, but you know, he throws it a little bit further than Mitchell ever could, at least, and he and he makes it more exciting. It's not a direct comparison, but that's just like one of the little things I pull when I watch Zach Wilson. It's it's very different to one half of the field than the other.
2: Um, The the uh, epilepsy thing to me almost seems like a. Because it's not like new, it's something he's dealt with and has never had an issue with that's caused him to miss time since he's been in college or even his junior, senior, year of high school. So it almost seems something to me like a team gets a medical report back and then like floats that out there, hoping he falls to them. Because I agree with you, and Silk, I think he's the second best quarterback. And it's almost like a team like in the 10, 12 range is like, hey, maybe we can float this out there and, and make this a bigger deal. Cause you get stuff like that, you know, um every year it seems. I mean, the the Laramie Tunsil thing, you know, <laughs> with the with the weed and the in the gas mask like an hour before the draft, he slides all the way down to my, like just stuff just happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Um just yeah, I mean, think of what the Miami Dolphins did with that that picture though. They turned that into four number one draft picks. So fantastic. So shout out yes. to whoever leaked that photo. Maybe it's <laughs> um, a Dolphins. And, the then,
2: and then I don't get, and I've, I've asked, I I've asked like Trevor sick. I've asked everyone. I'm like, what is the difference between Matt Jones and Kyle Trask? Why is Matt Jones being talked at three and Kyle Trask being talked as day three? I'm like, what is the difference <laughs> between the two of them?
4: That <laughs> Millions other than millions of dollars and hundreds of picks. Apparently. That's the thing is like, everyone talks about how smart Mac Jones is. And like, he's not athletic, but he's athletic in the pocket. It, isn't that the exact same thing that everyone said about Kyle Trask's improvements, like over the past year?
0: Like, they're the same. They're the same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I think and I think uh, Kyle has more intangibles as far as like ball placement and a lot of things he did. I'm not taking anything away from Mac, but I thought Kyle put the ball and had some different touch, man. Um, do you think Kyle sneaks into the first round? There's a lot of smoke about that lately. No, I
4: think that that's exactly it. Is that it's smoke? I think that quarterbacks, like Nick said, or teams rather, would like quarterbacks to fall. I couldn't tell you how many beyond like Denver and New England, maybe the Raiders, because they're always looking at quarterbacks, maybe Washington, even though they're at, I guess, 19. But I think in general that there are teams that are going to try and push the quarterback board down. And if they float, you know, hey, we're picking at the end of the first and we like Kyle, then all of a sudden the team might not feel obligated to snatch Justin Fields, let him fall. Over. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, a team can, it's, It's all over. It's all the smoke shows or smoke screens, I guess. I would be disappointed if Kyle Trask fell beyond round two, especially if a guy like Mac Jones goes in the top five, because they are just so similar. And yet there's some difference that none of us can quite understand between the two. Um, But I, I mean, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if he does at least get into round three, just based on what the draft process has been like for him.
0: Do you think – this is my last cow question. Do you think um, – he's only had one full season. So, what do you think his potential is? Well, I, I'm thinking, like, in my mind, he's just scratching the surface, man. He, he didn't start in high school. He sat in college most of this time. He, he picked up from when Frank got in, and he had it, like, a year and a half of football. Um, I think, like, his, bright, his, his upside is crazy. And not athletic. He's not going to – turn into a guy that could run or anything like that. But um, the more he get, more experience he get up, the better he's going to get.
4: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the physical side of it's what kind of limits it for me, Uh, the athleticism in terms of being a rusher. Because I agree with Dan, like he said all along, um, he's moving way better in the pocket than he did a year ago. Like his footwork did get better. He's a bit more nimble in that sense. And and that makes him a better thrower in and of itself. Um, But in terms of becoming a rusher, or you know adding a bunch of strength to his arm because i think that he can throw down the field more with touch than power right um it's tough to project a ton of that being added even though he really hasn't played a ton it's just the physical side of it but again like with the idea that he got better in moving around in the pocket uh, he's making these as Dan Mullen called it like, graduate level progressions that he wasn't making the year before like that speaks to exactly what you're saying silk is that we have seen more growth from him than I think people are willing to give him credit for because he is this, I guess, twenty-three year old dude that didn't really play much. He's he's an old guy compared to the Zach Wilsons and Trevor Lawrence's of the draft. People don't really look for a ton of growth from him, but he showed it to us this past season. So who's to say that he can't have a little bit more? I'm just
2: saying this, not saying this is. It's obviously not what Kyle wants, but Chase Daniels made thirty-four point three million dollars holding the clipboard. It's not bad. It's right. a bad job, not bad
0: money if you can get it.
4: Right. I agree. Zach, I take that right. money. Yeah,
1: want to ask you I, about – I
0: will wrap the – I'll, I'll, I'll like wrap the cores up at the stadium. If they hire – like I'll any, paint, any, paint the field. Any, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you got? What you got, bro, at this point? No, I'm just joking. Go ahead. What you got? No, uh,
1: Zach, want to ask you about another first-round potential guy in uh, Kadarius Tony? He's risen up a lot of draft boards. I don't think anybody – would have thought that Kadarius Tony would be a, a day one pick or even a first couple round pick before the season started. Now, um, you know, he's projected as high as like 17, 18, 20. Uh, where do you see him going? Uh, and what's his, I mean, I guess following Silk's, you know, question earlier, what's his ceiling? What's his floor?
4: I think that's exactly the range, right? Like I've seen him go as high as I think – 18 or 19, Miami, Washington in that range. Uh, I put him to Indianapolis at 21 in my mock this morning, a couple of different teams around there. I mean, yeah, a year ago I was writing about (laughs) Nick remembers at the Orange Bowl. Like he was floating the idea that the NFL wouldn't look at his injuries and like he could still declare. He wasn't exactly sure what he was going to do. He thought he had the tape. And I thought at that point he he might have to go as a running back and and be one of those like – you know, niche guys that works out of the backfield for a couple limited touches a game, just from his experience as a rusher, as a quarterback and all that, I didn't see it as a receiver whatsoever. And now he's made this meteoric rise. It's it's absurd. And he continues in that sense to prove me wrong. Because before his pro day, I definitely did not think he was going to run a 4.38. I, I thought he'd be closer to 4.5. Just, uh, I think he ran, what, like a 4.7 back in high school, even though he was as elusive as can be, like I never really saw that top speed from him uh, while he was at UF, at least from what I observed, because he—that's
2: I mean, what we always say—he's like a phone booth guy. He's not straight line long speed. He's no, but we've seen that. him.
0: we seen him foot race the, the runners on campus. Like there was clips of him when he was younger, when he was having like the fastest on the team races, and he was beating a lot of guys. I had him at a four three, and I thought if he hit a four three, he could go first round. Um, that's why i got him maybe sneaking in i don't know we'll see what happens i'm excited about I'm with you i i also think
2: these awesome. pro day times from across the country are a little juice
0: oh oh definitely i think definitely.
4: i think this is gonna be the fastest years in the 40 ever i think trayvon grimes would have had a way more impressive pro day if that was held at the combine and those were his results because he's six four two twenty 220 running four or five flat like in a normal year everyone's going to be talking about that but now like Everyone's I mean, you're running 40, and 4 and and no one cares.
0: Your 40 got to kind of match, match your vertical as well because all that is just measuring explosiveness. So if you run a 4-3 and then you can't jump, um, like, the proof is right there. Yeah. I think all those guys still jump well. Marco, Kadarius, they all tested well and everything else. So I think yeah. Kadarius would have hit a 4-3 regardless.
4: Yeah, I, I never saw those videos that you did, but I, I should have. That's on me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was you got to, You had to be in the, the Twitter streets heavy back then.
1: Yeah, uh, Zach, another guy that's rising up the uh, the ladder is Stone Forsythe. Uh, gone from a guy that a lot of people weren't talking about to potentially a uh, you know first couple round guy. What are you hearing on him? What's What's the NFL talking about him? What do they like about him, and and why is he kind of seemingly come out of nowhere to all of a sudden be a a first couple round guy?
4: Yeah, it seems like over the past month and really since his pro day, he's become like a borderline top 100 guy. And I think that's great. I mean, he admittedly, and from what we can see, he's not a very strong run blocker. I don't think anyone at Florida was. And maybe we didn't get enough opportunities to really see it because of what the offense looked like over the past two years. Um, But with that being said, the league is becoming so pass happy. Teams are looking for these athletic tackles that can pass protect and they'll try and work with you from there. And when you've got a dude that's 6'8", 307, uh, pretty long as well. I mean, his arms, I think, came in around like the 60th percentile in length, maybe better. And he can move as well as he did in short spaces uh, at long distance. That's the type of tackle that I think teams are truly looking to groom. Whether he comes in and he pushes for a starting job immediately or not, I think he can at least be a pretty dependable swing tackle. Uh, he's a guy that if you've got at least issues with someone in pass protection, you can probably put him in uh, on occasion and groom him like that. It, it really wouldn't surprise me if a year from now he ends up becoming a starter wherever he's at.
1: What about
2: – who's the one guy I saw the tweet, the tweet about, Brett Heggie? Um, who's some guy that not – not Stone, not uh, either Kyle or Tony – Who's somebody in this draft class that you would pound the table for if you were a scout to your GM?
4: You know, I liked what Charles Davis wrote about Heggie there. And I agree with him that I think he could become a very dependable interior lineman, but I'll go, I'll go TJ Slayton. I think there's a very, very refined role for him in the NFL. It might be 20 snaps a game uh, just at his size. But with those 20 snaps, I think you can get really creative with a guy like him uh, to two-gap, let him just eat space. He's a really impressive pass rusher for a dude as big as he is, and he's really athletic for a guy at his size. And that's just the type of thing. He's going to be a day-three value pick that might be able to carve out at least a six- or seven-year career of you know, creating some pressure, having a limited role, giving your starters a breather on the defensive line, but he's a dependable dude.
2: Day-three
0: is cheap for, for teams, too. Yeah, that's true. That's where all the value is. We got marco? marco you got Marco sneaking in at?
4: Same thing, uh, day three. Yeah, maybe some team that's just all about athleticism at corner uh, takes the flyer late day two. Um, but I'll tell you what, a month ago I didn't see him being drafted. I can't imagine anyone did. So the fact that he's now in that conversation, he that pro day was no joke. <laughs> That, was, so. that That vertical was just insane.
2: It's wild. He needed he needed that because, I mean, you come in. He came in and, and started right away as a freshman. And obviously uh, the ACL injury his sophomore year, which is his second ACL injury. And he just hasn't on the field, hasn't looked like that same player since the injury. I think he needed that kind of pro day. Like you said, I thought he would get drafted just because. Someone to look at that old film, like, listen. As the farther he gets away from this knee injury, maybe he's still coming back. Someone would have taken him. Um, but yeah, with that, with that kind of pro day, um, for sure, for sure, going to get drafted now.
4: Yeah, and that name recognition certainly helps. But yeah, that like, I'm looking at his mock draftable chart right now, and like five of his six tests were all in the ninetieth or better percentile for corners like in history. It's it was one of the more impressive performances I've seen in a workout, in my short time at least doing this.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Silk's still dropping Harlem off at, at Chad's house soon. Oh, no, that was
0: <laughs> always the plan, man. I never, never, never derail from the plan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. uh, Harlem. I'll see you I'll See you your freshman year of high school, buddy, yeah. here,
2: here <laughs> on the weekends to check in.
1: Uh, Zach, I want to ask about uh, Trayvon Grimes also, you know, another guy that – um, you know, was a highly recruited guy, came to uh, – went to Ohio State, came to Florida, has put, put up some pretty good numbers. Um, you know, a lot of folks have him right in the middle, probably fourth, probably as a, as a ceiling, and probably fifth or sixth as a floor. Does that sound about right? Or, or what are some teams' concerns about Trevon Grimes?
4: I think that that's right. Um, you look at his profile, and like I was saying earlier, I think he's a good athlete for a player of his size – um, some of his agility drills came out a bit stiffer than I expected him to, because he does seem to move pretty well, uh, all things considered. Beyond just running in a straight line, like we've all seen the the KT screen pass against Miami and he runs him down, like that's really impressive stuff. But in terms of like being able to sink your hips, uh, break into routes on the inside, the three cones, um, the jumps, the twenty yard shuttle, like those are the things that he needed to do really well at. And those were just below average. I figure that those are probably the concerns. Uh, Same with his, his vertical jump was 44th percentile. So still pretty good, especially being six, four, he's just naturally going to be longer uh, than most of the corners he's going against. And with that, I think that whether it's, I've looked at the Los Angeles chargers a lot as a fit because Justin Herbert, you know, he likes to go down the field I think they're going to want to add another big-bodied receiver to go with Keenan Allen to go with uh, Mike Williams. When you've got yeah, that, guys can just go up and catch it. Like that's that's perfect for a guy like Herbert. You got a cannon. I think he just finally last year
2: started playing to his size. Like he didn't play as big as he is, and that was my knock on him. Is like, dude, you're big. Use that size. Use you know, like a like a basketball player rebounding. Use your wingspan. Use your body. Um, I I think he finally started doing that this past season.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that in his um, entering his junior year, he seemed like his routes were getting better. Um, You know, they weren't up to anyone like Vance or uh, (laughs) those guys and their route running skills, but they were getting better for a dude of his size. And I can't like, fully say that I thought they got even better this year. I thought they remained about the same, but when you add in that he was starting to box guys out, he was going up and getting the ball at the highest point. He was starting to put it together. And that's the way that some people have described it to me and in writing is they think that with that, his best production can be ahead of him.
1: Zach, who do you think besides Kyle Pitts has the best pro career from this draft class? That's a good one. Thanks.
4: I like, um, like what Charles Davis was saying the other day. Like, if Brett Heggie stays healthy, he can be one of those guys that turns into a ten-year dependable interior lineman. Like, he didn't allow a sack this past year. Uh, even Stone, who did as well as in protection as he did going against edge rushers, he allowed two. Um, and, and Brett, he, he becomes one of those underrated guys. He might not ever make like the most money, even for interior linemen as a day three pick. But he's one of those guys that, you know, he's got the positional versatility, the work ethic to switch over to center two weeks before a season begins and it's seamless, that he can present some serious, serious value to a team that at least right now needs depth and wants to eventually strike gold on a valuable interior lineman and turn him into a starter one day. We see a lot of those pop up at guard. Uh, Occasionally at center, uh, Davis compared him to, I think, Corey Lindsley, who's with the Chargers now. Same type of thing, former fifth-round pick. Uh, those are That's where the value's at.
1: Zach, I've got another really good question, so make sure you give me my dabs afterwards. Um, who do you think of the, <laughs> the Gators that are being – Yeah, just like dab me up, whatever, you
0: know. Um, oh, dab. Sorry, you know, dabs. Oh, he, dabs. oh yeah, dabs
1: are d- different. Easy, easy, Nick. Oh, Dan's no, still he's still the he's still Give
0: up. him a break. Easy, easy. <laughs> bro, it's not the big three roll-up, bro.
1: So, so, Zach, which Gator player do you think is going to be drafted – too high and which player is going to be either undrafted or drafted too low to where you think their career trajectory uh, ends up it's a hell of a question
4: yeah it's i can't really it's tough to think of the guy that could go too high because it seems like there's that drop off after tony and pitts unless and i hate to say this about trash because i love what he did but considering I don't I don't value Mac Jones at all, like, where he's going. I think that if Kyle did end up sneaking into the first round, same type of thing. Like, those, there's a lot of pressure put on a first-round quarterback, even if you're near the end. Like, there will be expectations put on you that – like, that's my biggest thing with Mac Jones. If he goes top three, like, he didn't sign up for this. I don't think that he deserves that type of pressure on him because he was never that good of a quarterback to me in the first place. And – it, you know, if Kyle gets drafted in the first round, a team's going to look at him as like, yes, you are going to be our future at one point. And that might not be the thing that's best for him. He might be best served as serving several years as the backup, right. step in at one point if needed or eventually, but not have that type of pressure on him. So that that's probably my only one for going too high. Um, uh-huh. I've got several guys that I think are going to go on. I think, he,
0: I, I think he's with the... Excuse my language. I think he's with the shits with the pressure, though. <laughs>
4: That's true. Yeah, I think he got the moxie
0: to, to to handle that, man. I like I like that his uh his mentor and his demeanor um at a lot of points during the season. You know what I'm saying? So I think he can handle it. He played. He's a quarterback for UF, bro. He ready. <laughs> you That's know? true.
4: That's true. I guess then maybe for the outside expectations is that they yeah, be raised yeah, yeah. and it might not be something he meets, which yeah. I also could be wrong, and I think probably everyone was. Who thought he was going to get drafted two years ago, right? Yeah. Right. Um, too long, I don't know. You could really go a couple different ways. You only can pick um, one. Bro. I guess I'll go with Heggie if I'm talking him up as a potential 10-year guy.
1: Okay. We're going to have you on the yeah, show. I was going to
4: say,
2: <laughs> you just gave Heggie a bunch of love. It seemed like that yeah, would be was <laughs>
4: Well, that's the thing is, like, I was doing the mock earlier, and, like, I was going back and forth as to who even I was going to include. Like, I think I'm right now at nine guys, and that would be, what, the second most in school history? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just – it is a lot to pick from. It, it's going to be a crazy class.
0: Do you think uh, Sean Davis, uh, Brad Stewart, Donovan Steiner, out of those three, who you think make rosters?
4: If Sean Davis can stay healthy, probably Sean Davis. I – Wish we saw what he was going to run in the 40 because his
0: jumps were really
4: good uh, right. before he got hurt there. But I think he's got the most potential because of his range.
3: Hmm.
4: Store could be oh, good yeah. too. But I mean, we just got to see him on the field more consistently.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no doubt. Too many dabs. Um <laughs> so Zach, I'm, um, I'm I'm trying to think of one final question we can get you out with. Uh, there's been can some really,
2: can you really go three great questions in one interview
1: Dan? No, About I don't it. think so. My my ceiling is two, my floor is zero.
0: Yeah, you just um, have more to go. Uh,
1: Zach, what what do you think who which player right now do you think is gonna be unsurprisingly drafted too high or, or too low. Which which name that Gator fans might be disappointed about that might be going too low or which would they be surprised that is going to go higher than than most people think? That's not a good question, but
4: I get, I think it's a cop
1: out
0: answer.
4: My cop out answer is Evan McPherson getting drafted. Just in general.
3: Not
4: for kickers to get drafted, but That seems to be the talk is like everyone thinks he's the best one. And I can tell you like the Titans, they got rid of Adam Vinatieri. I have no clue who this guy is that they signed to a futures deal to replace him with. But that seems like a spot seventh round Evan McPherson could go. Because you always hear about kickers just going undrafted, signing afterwards. Um, As we established last week, kickers are weird. Yeah, but punters are people. Ooh. Uh, (laughs) I guess probably Trask, because um, you know we post a lot of stories for all Gators over on Facebook, and I'd argue seventy-five percent of fans over there probably think he's a first-round quarterback. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I guess from that's probably it. That's probably it to, to best answer your question.
1: I like that. It was a terrible way to ask the question, so my apologies. I'll work on. It. I'll get better. <laughs> Zach, um, we're we're gonna get you on closer to football season. We'll talk to you a little bit more about the Gators and everything else. Uh, we just wanted to talk draft today, but tell everybody where they can uh, read uh, your articles and your mock draft coverage, where you can where you talk about the Gators everywhere else. So Twitter, social media, all that kind of stuff.
4: Yeah, uh, thank you guys for having me. I've been uh, I've been looking forward to this, and I can't wait to hear the uh, the trophies intro for myself.
3: <laughs> but um,
4: I'm. Um, I'm over at Zach underscore Goodall, uh, Zach with an H on Twitter. Uh, you can read all of my work at allgators.com as well as covering the Buccaneers at uh, allbucks.com.
0: Hey, Zach, man, keep grinding, man. I See you me. out here a little bit hustling. I like it. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. For sure.
1: Hey, do you practice jujitsu or no?
4: Yeah, I did a question. I did karate man. when I was like six. Okay. Uh, yeah, I could take yeah. you. Big white,
1: Ooh. big white belt vibes right there. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, probably yeah, yeah. had a couple black stripes on it too. Nick, come yeah, on. He quit because he, he beat up. <laughs> yeah, he broke the balsa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we're just that- trying to see which writers could beat me up, man. So far, Corey Bender uh, knows jujitsu, so I'm, I'm, I'm vibing on him. You know, I got him down the list. I don't think
4: I could beat up anyone on the beat. I'm not a violent
0: person. I
1: appreciate that, bro. <laughs> I got you. I appreciate it. All right, Zach. We'll talk to you soon, my friend.
2: See ya. Appreciate it, Zach. Right, uh,
1: Zach Goodall from All Gators, Sports Illustrated website covering the Florida Gators. Shout out to Zach. Good dude. Enjoyed that. Nope.
2: Dan nope. is
0: nope.
1: Dan's his Dan's
2: his biggest, his own biggest hype man.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Nobody toots their home more than Dan. I would say Berg's one B.
2: Yeah,
1: no, Berg's 1A,
0: I'm 1B. <laughs> oh, I no.
2: love the reaction. I love the reaction on um, on Big 3 Roll-Up. Berg's like, well, I'm obviously the best. I'm obviously five-star. And you were like, yeah. what? No. <laughs> no. No, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> He's <laughs> one of those ones that's ranked a five-star in on one side and not ranked by the others. And, and that's wild,
2: name. wild that Silk brings up a topic. And doesn't even mention his co-host from the other podcast. Not a no, single no, mention. Here is the no, thing. No crazy, no cross promotion. No, listen, hey, hey,
1: listen, so, listen, so I, I what the segment about was about real quick. If you guys don't listen to the big three roll, it means okay. Sure. Yeah,
0: so it was a, we had a segment. Well, this is how it was supposed to go in pre-show. So we was introducing the idea of doing it next show. So none of us were prepared prepared to do the conversation. Uh, Berg just started talking about it, so we just started ranking random people. Um, so, nah, this week we'll have um, more people. We're giving our actual stars. It's going to get weird.
3: Hmm.
0: I got oh, some, man. Hey, we, everybody on Stadium Miguel is five stars, man. I might give Vince five
2: stars. I'm the recruit that's not going to like your ranking. I'm not going to answer when you call for, for that recruit. <laughs> they're like, yo, I saw you took a visit to Gainesville this week. Can you call? I'm like, nah. No interview. Nah, you're, I'm a, Rivals has me higher than you do, so
0: I'm I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I mean, you won the bracket, so you, how do you Bass? not get five stars? You know, Max. is there a
1: six? Did you, star? Me, Did you win the other bracket last year too, Nick, or were you just in the finals? No, I I can't remember no, who I lost. Was me to and Ahmad,
0: the I lost yeah. to Ahmad in the finals last year. I
2: can't. I might have lost to Ahmad in the I feel like either the eight, eight I, or the four.
0: That I was like got the accolade, but whatever.
2: I yeah. I had that whole one um, of the dudes. Was either him or someone was buying votes because I had one round where we had like
0: oh yeah yeah fifty thousand
2: votes and I'm like I literally went into publics and I was up by like a certain percentage I came out and I'm like down ten percent and I'm like what mm. where did twenty thousand votes come from I was in public hey, for like twenty minutes
0: imagine real life planning to win a Twitter <laughs> poll <point. laughs> no no, no. no you got to be in real life to do that. It's, if you listen to this show, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but you're pretty. But bi- no, man. yeah, it's pretty wild.
1: Please stop. Um, <laughs> so um, let's That's get sick. back to to some uh, NFL draft stuff here, real quick. Why You um, that
0: charge on the on the bank card? What is this? You bought likes? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just buying clout, honey. Leave me alone. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> you guys
1: remember when was what, what it called like clout.com or whatever? You could see like what your internet cloud score. It used to
0: be a wild place, man. It still is, but. At least it's it used to fun. be. Um, it's more wild by the day.
1: Yeah, Twitter used what, to be an uncensored place back in the day. Was now that out of,
2: Was my was my Chase Daniel? Was that out of pocket? Like that's not a bad life. I'm, obviously, that's not what Kyle Trask wants to be. Like a, a ten year backup,
1: right? But, but there's worse spots to be, right? Yeah, that's not a terrible. Comp. No, and I mean you know you have an opportunity to play. You stay in shape. Backup quarterback,
2: best job, best job in the world.
0: You never get hit. No. He's about to get a lot of money. Regardless, he's gonna be fine. I mean, Wait till yeah, that. Went from a two star um, and McElwain and, and Nuss tweeting and gunslinger, and we all laughing at it. To here we go. Yeah, we need to revisit
1: some of your Kyle Trask tweets. Uh, maybe next. I deleted most of them. With, oh, did you? Yeah. You, get he, that out of here. Still so a hater. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I wow. wasn't a hater. Was. Like, I, was I was early on the on. This is what it was. like. I was about hating him. It was about UF at the time. I'm bougie. I'm saying, mm-hmm. why are we offering a two-star kid? We should be going after the five-star kids. I'm a recruiting guy. That's what I cover. So I was bougie. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah, I don't care if you're a gunslinger. Everybody's like, watch the film. No, nah, I didn't want to watch film. Why are we going after this guy? That was my take.
1: We need to find some some old takes from all of us back in the day. Maybe we still we can.
0: Solicit, I had to delete the trash ones, man. That was just you know you can't have that. It out was there. too easy. Too easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <A> little spring <laughs> cleaning
2: on the timeline.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's a lot we harder miss
1: to miss. listen to every podcast episode that we've ever had, and if you do, then we appreciate all your listens to try to find Silk's hot takes.
2: Look at that's how Dan's gonna get the downloads up. Like, hey, silk said right. some, some ignorant stuff last year. You should go find the find the episode. That, that's right.
1: We have over a hundred episodes of Wild Silk Takes now. Please hey, listen course, to all
0: hey. of them. I built <laughs> I built this platform or, or this Wild Takes man. So they go south sometimes, bro. And I'm with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate that. <laughs> when they go right, I'm gonna remind y'all every time. So you know, what I'm saying? I I think, I when, when they,
1: they go wrong, they get deleted. It's yeah, it's, you see, it's you way see the way the I do. I
0: appreciate that. Speak worst Dude, take. Show me so, so my
2: worst take ever. I remember I'm watching of Jerry. TV. TV I remember watching Jerry Judy at Friday Night Lights, and I had a take because he's doing when you watch like seven on seven stuff. The receivers like do an entire seven minute like salsa cha cha at the line, and like yo, you can't right. do this in a game and this like this one on one stuff. And I think I actually said Jerry Judy. Is like an and one mixtape basketball player, and there's a reason why they didn't take. make it in the NBA. Oh my god, that back from right in my face! That's that's, that's, a, that's
0: a terrible take, though.
2: That's my worst take ever, and it it literally only sure. took it only took <laughs> yeah, like right. it only took like eight months for that take to show up that it was bad. Like he goes to Alabama, balls out, goes to the league, balls out, and just like that's a terrible take. My, my take,
0: it. my take with trash was just he wasn't gonna beat out. Franks, he never did. He did
2: not, but Dan Mullen gets a lot of
0: credit for. I never called the kid any names anything, called him trash or anything like mm-hmm. that. I just say he would never start over Franks and, and that we shouldn't have be been recruiting a two star. And I still, you know, those those weren't egregious.
1: I once said that Treon Harris was the Florida Gators quarterback of the future. So,
0: I mean, he was for like right. two games. Yeah. If you, thought, if you thought that by the end of the season, then that's a bad um, take.
1: No, I tweeted. Uh, I was getting reckless when uh, the Gators uh, flipped him.
0: But your boy yeah, Mike Farrell it. called him the next Russell Wilson. Well, uh, I certainly
1: hope he has the opportunity to prove himself at the next level. Cool. Um, Treon. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> yeah, I said, Knowles get Irmon Lane and Dalvin Cook. Gators get their quarterback of the future, Treon Harris.
2: That oh, that's good. a bad take there, buddy. Can't bring yeah. Dalvin into that.
1: <laughs> Ooh, baby.
2: Can't bring Dalvin into that.
0: That was a days. high flip at the time, though. I was excited. hmm
1: oh, well. All right, so we'll finish up our draft coverage. Uh, ESPN ranked their top 100 draft pit, or, uh, draft prospects. Pitts, Tony, Stone, Forsyth, and Kyle Trask made that list. Kyle Trask snuck in at number 99, which I thought was a bit low uh, for him. Um, Stone, Forsyth, I think, came in at number 67. Pitts and Tony are up there in the top 30. So congratulations to both of those guys. You guys mentioned it a little bit earlier in uh, our interview with Zach uh, that the NFL Network's Charles Davis uh, had a lot of gl- gr- pardon, glowing things to say about Brett Hagee and his versatility and the positions he's been able to play on the offensive line and being able to uh, make an NFL roster and be a valuable asset. What do you guys think of uh, of Brett Hagee? Obviously, uh, Zach was high on him, but what are your thoughts on him as a uh, NFL player? A lot of the NFL
2: is like they, they tell you, like Trey, like Trey Burton. They're like, hey, he makes a roster because he fills – four roster spots in one person. Um, Brett Heggie is a guy that can play three different positions for you on the offensive line. And you might be able to carry one less offensive lineman and somebody else on the roster because of a guy like Brett Heggie. Obviously with the injury history, that's going to come up when you're talking about a team investing millions of dollars in you, but he was healthy last year. I think he was healthy for the most part, the last two seasons I mean, I might be wrong on the 2019 season, but if he's healthy, he's a guy that can play any of the three interior positions, including snap. That's valuable at the next level.
1: So.
0: Um, I like Heggy. It's just in, the injuries. Uh, I thought when he was healthy, uh, I think he played well when he was healthy. But the injuries also hinder him in the offseason because he didn't get time to develop and get in the weight room like he wanted to because he's always injured. So, I think he still got a lot of upside. I don't think he has a lot of snaps. You know, um, late-round guy, long career. I was big mm-hmm. on Heggy coming out of high school.
1: Yeah, um, I, I agree with both your takes. I'm not going to rehash them. Uh, the other one is uh, Brett uh, Dioguardi. I think that's how you pronounce it. He was Florida's long snapper. Long snapper. He thinks that he has the body and the frame to be a a career NFL long snapper. I think he's a bit biased because his son and uh, Brett played football together, grew up together. Um, But that's another name that apparently obviously won't get drafted as a long snapper. Uh, But he's a guy that uh, Charles Davis thinks has a chance to make it into the NFL as well.
0: Dude, that's a—that's no crazy. Idea what that long snapping name was? Yeah, so that's good. He—he well, he only
2: started last year because right. yeah. they had somebody before that. But that's one of those jobs where like you have a 16-year NFL career long snapping. Mm-hmm. Like you're only on the field for a couple plays a game, and the only problem is the only time you get any kind of recognition is like when you blow a snap in a big spot, and then right. the NFL cuts you and they find somebody else to do it. But that's. Career longevity is not, you know, not normal in the NFL. But long snapping is one where you can have a nice long career.
1: Yeah, yeah. Being a snapper, a long snapper, a center, uh, guard, an offensive tackle—often positions that you don't think of as, you know, players with the the biggest names, or you know, they're out there unless they have personalities and things of that nature. Because you're not going to hear their name as often if they are good. So, um, long snapping is is definitely one of them where you're not going to know the name of your long snapper until he has a bad long snap. So. You know, best of luck to Brett for making a roster as well. Any other draft talk, boys? I don't think I have any
2: more draft talk. No, I think we'll think probably seven. I can't. Like, I think Slayton gets drafted. Grimes. Um, I can see Sean Davis like a seventh rounder, but like I don't see um, like Steiner. I don't see Stewart. Yeah. yeah, I think. But I mean, eight's a great draft. Eight would be a hell of a draft. That's uh, start start the recruiting graphics up. How much money they
1: signed for?
2: How many guys got drafted?
0: You would think that would help, right?
1: Um, it shouldn't. It shouldn't hurt. I want to put you guys on the spot here.
0: Maybe you, you should guys aren't ready, at ready for this question. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> I'm, at they're churning out the picks, man. I like. I need that to translate in in the recruiting department because the draft picks are churning out. He's developing guys. He's getting guys drafted. Um, that should spark recruits yeah you, you got the production you got the, you got the the results yeah
1: what all right let's let's look forward a year from now when we're recording at the same time same corner who do you think is the first player drafted from next year's Florida Gators roster Kyrie Elam.
0: yeah. That's a little too easy, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you hit
2: your you, you hit your cap for good. Question. I mean, it could it
0: could very well you could make an argument that Britton Cox could do something crazy and uh-huh. and, and also be a, a top ten pick. Like I'm very at, I'm well could happen.
2: You, you ever get to a point with guys where it's just like, yeah, I know I know the potential, I know the hype, but like I'm not on I'm not on that bus, I'm not on that train until you got to show me something.
0: I mean, like, we were always like that with Tony a little bit until like mm-hmm. this last year. Right. So he went stupid. But before we was like, oh, he needs to stop zigzag and he needs to work on his routes. So he needs to do this. He needs to just get the ball and go. And then this year he has like an epic year. So I, I, I like Brenton Cox to, to kind of, you know, be in that mix as well.
2: You think with Tony, it was more him developing as a player or just opportunity because he wasn't getting the kind of opportunity mm-hmm. in his first three years that he got this year?
0: No, I think he just ran routes out. really well, yeah. man. He just was a complete wide receiver this final year. I I, I hadn't seen him running routes like that before.
3: Yeah, I think it, I think it's both.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's both. I think yeah. that he's a guy that improved drastically from you know last season to this season, or you know last season to the season before. Uh, so I think that that's that's what his biggest thing was for him was to be able to develop those skills because he was reliable too, right? He didn't drop a lot of passes. He stopped yeah. doing that behind the line of scrimmage, you know, back and forth, east-west moving. He became very much a north-south guy. And I think he concentrated. I think that, you know, there was probably something inside of him that, you know, saw that he had that potential, If he could just put it all together. And, you know, last last season we saw, in my opinion, a completely different player from attitude you know, and just the way that he carried himself on the field, that was just a massive improvement, you know, from a budding rap career to now a budding NFL career that will have a rap career that follows, maybe.
0: Shout out to the Joker. That's right. The Joker. Speaking of
1: shout outs. <laughs> Speaking of shout outs, let's give a shout out to our friend Lee Friedland at the law firm of Friedland and Associates. He's going to help you with your auto accidents, medical malpractice, nursing home cases, criminal matters, and personal injury cases in every jurisdiction within the state of Florida. Give him a call at 1-800-95-INJURED or visit him at yourfighthourbattle.com. Uh, Lee's an incredible guy, uh, has become a, a friend and, and always very excited to talk to him. Again, give him a call at 1-800-95-INJURED, yourfightourbattle.com. Lee Friedland of the law firm of Friedland and Associates. All right, we're talking a little bit about this pre-show. Uh, Nick Corey, want to ask you what are your thoughts on Dan Mullen's new use of social media?
0: Let's so beat off here. I don't want to deep do go too deep. I got a lot of takes, but um, I think I think it's obvious he needs to to to. I think his uh, approval rating was low with the fan base. So I think they had to do something, but it's just, to me, it's not coming off as, as genuine. Genuine. Correct.
2: I think that's exactly what it is. Um, he spent a lot of time last year throwing away goodwill um, right. with some losses at the end and at the podium. Um, spent a lot of time. Uh, chewing on his foot, and I think it's a it's a big push. One to get more followers, um, to get a bigger reach um, on both social media platforms, his Instagram and his Twitter. But I think it's also kind of a, a a rebranding, if if you will, you know, trying to get some of that goodwill back,
1: like like Corey said. How do you guys, as social media gods yourself, how do you guys <laughs> make it more natural? For him or is he just like an unnatural guy
0: yeah he's just naturally awkward (laughs) already he's just like he's a quirky guy it's a Mm -hmm. lot of uh right I think all them guys are quirky a little bit all the offensive geniuses so he's already a different type of guy um whatever you do just gotta be natural and it's just not coming off it's just like to me genuine whatever he was doing before this past season it seemed genuine his wife involvement in the program, it seemed like a family environment. It was all it seemed natural. Now it's just like I don't know if it's TikTok or the app, so what the vibe is, but it just seems a little off right now to me. He this he looks like every dad that
2: is learning how to use like a new app, and at least in the very beginning. Remember like when Will Muschamp they would do uh, he would do like a an ad for something, and he always looks like he was being held hostage in the beginning.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And whenever it starts, it's like <laughs> When Dan like is holding the camera and like, there's like a, a weird, awkward pause at the beginning. He's like, he doesn't know that it starts. Like,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, get
2: your fans. And it's like, hey man, <laughs> as soon as your thumb hits that red button, it it starts. You don't have to wait three seconds. Yeah. It's recording.
0: Yeah, but, I think it looks awkward. Yeah, Bro, it, are, it, these it, coaches it, gotta hate this social yeah. media stuff. They got to, they has to hate that stuff, man, but he has to do it because that's the world you're living in. You, you, if you want to recruit, you got to work these apps. You got to do all this goofy stuff, but this is why he, he was flirting with the NFL stuff like this. Yeah. I, what,
1: what would you guys do to make improvements to Dan and social media account? We've, we've got uh, administrative folks that listen to our, uh, our podcast. We've got some staff members that listen, let's throw out some ideas. We can hire an intern. Spencer, it's a great idea. Spencer's up. He, he works for free um, and then doesn't give you a discount on jerky either. So
0: <laughs> you have to use promo code yeah, yeah, SG yeah, you, you or Big yeah. Code. yeah, yeah. Sp- Sp- support those to, to
1: support us. Yeah, Spencer's trying to level himself up. <laughs> um, what, would, what would you guys do? So, for example, I don't think that we need the, um, the pictures of the Apple – like the his apple watch like showing us how far he runs that doesn't make it relatable i like
2: Um, that i like that that's that's personable because that's something that he does he he runs every he runs every day that's his thing
0: Um, yeah yeah nobody making him do that
2: i don't need to see (laughs) i don't need to see your vacation pictures because that's not going to play well with the fan base that's because
0: you've never been to cabo why does it um, with the fan base what do people do people not think these people human No, no, they they don't don't. take a vacation. And here's the thing, the
2: phone, the phone goes with you. Clearly, if you're sending me the picture on the back of a boat in Cabo, the phone's with you. So you can still be recruiting. You can be sliding in DMs (laughs) and you can be calling people. It just comes off bad. They already think you're a lazy recruiter. So then you're showing a picture. Then you're showing a picture of yourself on vacation. And people are like, there's Dan not recruiting again. It's like he can't. He probably isn't, but he can be. If just you see another Mexico, if you're a grown
0: mean, man, hold on, I, I, I love like the football takes, but I just want to give it like a, a life <laughs> take real quick. If you're a grown man and you see another grown man on vacation, the first thing you think about is recruiting. You got a problem. Just vibe. He's on vacation, <laughs> man. You got a stressful job. Let him hang out on a boat. You, <laughs> you recruit. Your favorite team will be okay, man. I promise you. By What's the, way, the point
2: of a $6 million job if you can't use that money on vacation? Right,
0: right. I don't know if
1: you guys saw it. There was a bit of a flex in there by Dan, and I don't I don't think he meant to do it. But just looking as a captain, as a boat captain myself, not sure if you guys saw that boat, but you run yeah. a boat like that here in the States, probably send you back about 10 Gs for the day. So just a small little flex by Dan Mullen right there. I mean That's you if you know, you
0: know. I was broke Speaking
2: speaking of flex, then he goes, "I don't know if you're a boat captain like me, knowing that knowing damn well that neither of us
4: are."
1: (laughs) Okay, it's just a small flex. Uh, So, um, what would you do, uh, Silk, to to help him improve his uh, his Twitter game a little bit
0: or uh, link uh, social media game? Man, I just don't I don't really like my coach on all this. I mean he just gotta do it, but I, I would prefer that the coaches didn't have to do this. Like Nick Saban's not doing this goofy stuff. Let's just be real, man. I just think what where recruiting is going. Like, what is this job about to become? Like I don't want to see Dan on TikTok, bro. I don't like you ask me what I don't have any good ideas from. Like he's my head coach. I don't want to see him doing goofy stuff.
2: I, I mean, then you get into a weird situation where all of a sudden you've got a Greg Nord doing the worm video and you don't you don't need your head football coach hitting a TikTok dance.
0: Like, Maybe you time. do. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting you know, you old. Give me Dark. I like the Darth Vader vibes. He, when he do little stuff like that. That's hilarious. Cool. You have your moments here and there. But on a daily basis of routine, that's a lot for these coaches, bro. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's I think some of that stuff's more natural for him. Right. You know, right. Some of the some of this other stuff like hey gator fans and all this stuff isn't natural. And I think it comes off as awkward when it's not natural. Right. All so right. You figure out what Dan likes to do, let the social media department and everything else. I just think it looks a little forced. Uh, but you put other people on there. I'm sure there's other cool people that you can talk to. Like break down like what the inside of the weight room looks like. Break down like other people that are involved. Like use social media to like reach out more and connect more rather than Try what about force something that doesn't also, work. I um, like
0: this idea. I like this idea for in in that role. I would like like the program to get like a face of the program. Like Miami has Airy, mm-hmm. you get a former player guy uh, like that 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 will come in or somebody that you really respect a respectful per, respected person in, in a role. It kind of runs social media and it'd be the face of the program in that manner with social media and stuff like that. But I wouldn't want my head coach, for lack of a, a better term, dicking around with stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. All right, let's nominate a face of the program then. Start with you, Nick.
2: I mean it's obviously gotta be Johnny or Tommy Townsend. That's 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 where we're going. Both, both
1: are currently employed. You know, right yeah,
2: How much are we gonna pay on, Nick Nick? I don't know. They're paying Steve Spurrier a hundred thousand dollars, six figures to to be a face of the program and ambassador right now to show up to booster events and ask for money. So I mean, that's not gonna obviously you have a guy like they bring Brandon Spikes in. How less spice somebody like that? So, well, see, there's a, there's also a different thing. Like, what are you are you going for someone that's going to be good on social media and that's young like that, or is it a Steve Spurrier where he's the probably the most known, most popular nah, person, but he's not going to be young. doing social media stuff?
1: This is that's my it. recommendation. He's already there. He's already on campus. He's funny. He tells great stories. He does good impersonations. I'm going to go with Bates. my boy James Bates. Yeah. That would be a great face of the program, right? Absolutely. TV guy, he radio understands guy. understand all of that. Funny. Social media, mm-hmm. yep. you know. Imagine him interviewing Steve Spurrier as Steve Spurrier.
2: Oh, I don't now think. Steve, I don't know if Steve would love that. That's the, probably the best pick, though, Dan. It, yeah, I like that. It um,
1: that's those are social free media, ideas.
2: Yeah, like Silk and I probably have both been in the situation on social media where you're just like a volume shooter, you're J.R. Smith. You're just like throwing jokes out. You're like, I don't know if this joke's going to land, but we're going to throw it out anyway.
3: Yeah, there's yeah. like,
2: there's some intricacies, especially when you're representing a brand, to being smart, funny, and picking and choosing your spots. And I think right, James right. Bates is both a little bit outlandish, but he knows the line to walk and to tiptoe to kind of not be in a trouble legend. with Florida. Yeah.
0: He's a whole legend.
2: I've literally we we sat there and we literally listened to like forty five straight minutes of Spurrier stories with him and just mm-hmm. like side splitting, dying, laughing. He's funny. He gets like you got like you said. He gets social media. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Chris Doring could be a guy. Uh, a little polished, oh,
2: yeah. Right. And you're just you're punching down now. You hit you hit the nail on the head. Like we we we. we I don't know who else well, we can well, go with yeah, I mean, Bates.
1: James Bates has the a Bates, artery, you know?
0: Yeah. How much we want to pay the Bates? I said we get this thing going and start it. Uh, go me.
1: Okay. Uh, he's already there, so we don't have to move him. There's no relocation. We would probably pay him. Well, you got, you got to take him away from his
2: job. I think he works for the ACC network. He calling games? He got a class uh, on campus,
0: bro. He, bro, he,
1: he does. He, does. he, he does. does. No offense to Bates, but he calls like the Wake Forest Duke game, you know? What are you saying I think, about? I think, could, I think he could part. I think he could part uh, with some dollars to to do this role. I'm well, paying we, him. We're, we're paying this is our official petition. Change.org, <laughs> Spencer.
2: Just sparked change up a nice Change.org, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh man, uh, let's talk about some other news that happened. Um, Nick. St. Thomas legend and personal friend, of, as we found out a couple of weeks ago of mine, Marcus Gilbert, uh, retired from the NFL uh, after, I believe, 11 seasons. Um, so congratulations to Marcus Gilbert. Uh, he joins uh, Mike and Marquise Pouncy and Jordan Reed uh, as former Gators from that era that all retired uh, this offseason. So congratulations uh, to Marcus Gilbert. Our um, our defensive coordinator Marcus was a year
2: older than me, so it was my junior year. Our defensive coordinator was uh, a quirky guy. He said George Smith, who is at the time was the head football coach, was is it was already a FHSAA Hall of Famer, had been won seven state championships, sent dozens of people to the NFL. He goes, the best thing, George. Smith has ever done is get Marcus Gilbert a scholarship to the University of Florida. He's the worst offensive lineman we have. Talk about my bad Jerry Judy take. That's a bad take is Marcus Gilbert, two time national champion, um, almost killed Tim Tebow at Kentucky. That was scary. Uh, But SEC player of the week, 10 year career in the NFL, uh, played in the Super Bowl. Hats off. That's a hell of a career.
0: Corey, not, any Marcus Gilbert thoughts? It's not bad for, for a guy from Broward.
1: How dare you? It's disrespectful. Nah, man.
0: He had, he had a solid career, man. Um, I'm glad to see these guys walk away from the game healthy, not all broken apart. Uh, the Pounce, he's retired. He retired, man. dudes um, Good long careers, made a lot of money, man. So it's dope.
2: That's wild. Um, I I was writing a story off of it today after he tweeted it and uh, found an old Urban Meyer quote that said they were ready to kick him off the team after, like, his first two years because he just, like, wasn't going to class, wasn't getting in academically, wasn't factoring in in terms of playing time. He redshirted his first year. Um, Wild to go from, like, your coach saying we're going to kick you off the team to a decade in the league.
1: Yeah. Shout-out to Marcus Gilbert made – $32.3 Thirty-two point three million dollars in his NFL career.
0: A lot of money, man.
1: Not bad, not bad. We're uh, we were instructed to stay tuned to what's next, so we'll be looking forward to what's next.
2: There I am. I got replaced. They did two shows, and now Marcus Gilbert's
1: the co-host on Stadium and Gail. I'm out. Yeah, we always wanted to bring a former player on, so. Um, other news just happening in the world. Obviously, uh, name, image, likeness uh, is coming to the state of Florida here in just a couple months for college athletes. But uh, the for the first time, a bill has been entered into. Uh, Congress uh, into this session of the Congress, pardon me with bipartisan support with Emmanuel Cleaver from Missouri uh, and Anthony Gonzalez, former Ohio statewide receiver, Anthony Gonzalez, who I bet you guys didn't know is in the house of representatives now um, has created legislation uh, for college athletes for name, image and likeness. So uh, this is the first bill with bipartisan support and looks to be gaining some traction. So we'll definitely be looking to see name image likeness uh, legislation coming up. uh, So college athletes can get paid for their name image. And like this.
2: See, with the quickness that Governor Nick Saban immediately, it's like it's happening in Florida. It's happening in California. And Saban's like, "Yo, I don't know who our senator is, but tell him I have a bill and we're passing
0: this. No, Nick said, hey, I thought y'all.
1: Tommy Tupperville.
0: Nick said, I thought y'all already passed it. What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. Nick's I mean, like, I've not, been, not paying, not paying, paying
2: these guys yeah. for years. Yeah, yeah, okay. Wait, I, don't have, mean? I don't have to hide paying them anymore? Yeah, let's just do
1: this. <laughs> That's why Kirby Smart and Nick Saban haven't been uh, super outspoken about it. You know, they've been doing this right, for years.
0: Yeah. These guys are late to the party.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. So
2: here's here's something. So I forget her name. I'm going to get slammed for that. I think she's a freshman. I think she might have been player of the year at UConn, a women's basketball player. Everyone's talking about this is going to ruin mm-hmm. – college sports paying paying these guys and it's not even like the schools paying them um but with the way that like TikTok and Instagram and social media is this girl at Yukon has like 800,000 followers on Instagram you can make solid money with that kind of followers that that kind of fan base that kind of um reach there's going to and obviously that's not going to be the norm but there's going to be girls in in sports or there's going to be someone who's figured out how to market themselves on social media, that's like a third string tight end. That's going to make more than like the starting running back. Cause like, I think people just don't understand how many ways there are to like make money through marketing yourself on social media that the kids that are coming up now, 16, 15, 16, 17 years old, they grew up with this. Like we have, we've had to learn Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff. They were born into this, generation they get it on a whole different level
1: well there was this the story about the kicker from ucf a couple of years ago or a punter that wanted to have a youtube channel and he wasn't allowed to monetize it you know despite many mm-hmm. thousands of subscribers he had uh I and i think that there was a it was a soccer player i think from fsu um, that I was reading an article about, you know, last year, or the year before, when this name, image, likeness stuff went into, um, you know, was passed in the state of Florida, and they were talking about people like her that have these massive TikTok followings or these massive Instagram followings because they're attractive or they put out fun or good content. Uh, so it is a, uh, it's going to be an interesting opportunity for for those folks as well beyond just your. You know Trevor Lawrence and your Kyle Pitts being able to monetize on that. It's it's actually being able to do you know even more and be able to make money off of it like the rest of their their you know college peers are able to do so. Yeah, no doubt. You
2: said Page, I, I'm trying not to get canceled, so let me jump in real quick. Paige Bukers, eight hundred twenty-eight thousand followers on her Instagram.
0: That's a lot of followers. But, yeah, uh, I like the opportunity for these guys to be able to just, you know, um, do some business, make some money. Uh, but it's not just a layup. Like, people don't a lot of people don't understand what lightness is. Like, nobody's just going to give you some money. There's still some work involved. They still got to get creative and monetize themselves, find a way to uh, liquidate all those followers, turn it into some bread. But the world's changing. It's dope. I love it. So, and then Spencer has informed us
1: that he will be on the Zensational podcast here on the Big Three uh, Network on Wednesday. So, if you want to hear more about social media marketing and Spencer's thoughts on athletes getting paid as TikTok uh, entertainers, uh, make sure you tune in to, to him on was. Wednesday's sensational podcast.
2: Dan, you're a big I,
1: dancer. Why aren't you on TikTok? We need That's to- a great question, Nick. We've talked about this. Uh Silk and I talked about this actually the episode before you started because I'm not bad enough to be considered a bad dancer and I'm not good enough to be considered a good dancer. So I'm, I'm stuck in that ugly middle, you know?
0: It's got a high motor.
1: It, it, yeah. It's I'm a coach. enthusiasm kid. in in your
2: dancing. Yes. You can tell there's a love, a love and a passion for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely like, – he's sold. He's not hes not kidding around at all. He's dead serious. At first, I thought he was joking guy. when I seen him dance. I was like, no, nah, he's pretty serious. Yeah. The,
1: the looks on my face show that there's a high level of concentration and <laughs> desire to sure. put on my best show every single time. Sure.
0: That's a fact. <laughs> That's
1: wild. All right, boys, let's give a shout-out to our friend Carlton Black with Cardinal Financial. He's licensed in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia. So if you're looking for a new mortgage or you're looking to refi, uh, give him a call conventional loans, FHA loans, VA loans, fixed-rate loans, jumbo loans, construction loans. Uh, down payment assistance loans, anything that you could possibly consider needing a loan for or a refinance. Give him a shout out. A couple of you have already reached out. I think there's a close here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so thank you to reach or for reaching out to him. Give him a call 404-769-5501. Carlton.Black at cardinalfinancial.com. Again, Carlton Black, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia, 404-769-5501. All right, boys, so it's Monday night here as we're recording uh, the Florida spring game, all-access show, whatever it's uh, being called, is dropping in about an hour at 9 o'clock. So, uh, Nick, we're going to be a little bit of soothsayers here. We're, we're going in blind. What do you want to see or what do you expect to see out of this uh, recording? Um,
2: I don't – I think we'll be – I've, I've lowered my expectations because obviously, Florida is going to tell you or tell, has like the final say, the final cut of what can go in, what can't go in. But I think it will be a cool um, behind the scenes look, at least um, of stuff. You're not going to get, you know, people wanted a spring game. You're not going to get, you know, 60 minutes of a game. You're going to get like behind the scenes looks, and highlights, some interviews, stuff like that. But it's like a two hour show, I think. That's a lot of a lot of air time to, to fill.
0: I'm, I'm excited to see what it's going to be. I think, like I said, man, the world's changing. So I'm not, man, I'm not a big fan of like, let's get back to the spring game, the spring game. What is it, man? He's just going to orchestrate a game. Like we're going to have like former players running plays from the sidelines, getting touchdowns. Like we already know what Dan going to do to the game. So if they could make it a little production after they do their scrimmage and we get to see some behind the scenes stuff, um, I'm down for it. We'll see what it is in about an hour or so. We'll talk about it next show.
1: All right. Very good. Don't let us forget, fans, if we don't talk about it. Um, All right. So, Silk, you had this idea before the show started. Uh, We were trying to debate whether Florida has three captains or four. Spencer sent an article where there was three. I think sometimes it might depend, but there's definitely one for offense, defense, and special teams. So, let's just go with three. Who do you think the captains for next season are going to be? Do you want to start with me first? Yeah, Nick,
2: start with offense. Uh, I mean, I think it. it's almost like you have to give it to the quarterback, but I think Emory Jones is like – I think it, it's also voted on by players. Um, right. And I think, one, your quarterback is your leader, but also Emory Jones is someone that has earned that respect. So I think that's probably your guy that gets it on offense. Um year's obviously gonna be my pick on defense.
0: And I don't hold know. On, hold
1: do on, you. hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just do offense real quick. Okay. So, what are your thoughts?
0: Uh, yeah, of course. I like uh I like Emory Jones. Um The other one's gonna be tricky, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, if we want two offensive players. I'm trying to think who I like at this spot, and I really don't know right now. I can think of a
1: of a maybe a program guy, maybe like a Damian Pierce, somebody's yeah. been there four years, is uh, somebody yeah. um, or a Malik Davis that's been there for four years or five years. Yeah, yeah those,
0: both of those running backs make sense. Like, w- w- would you be surprised if you go like two of those guys and not Emory?
2: Yeah, I think I would just because. We always talk about it as like uh, with SEC media days. And it's like, well, Florida's not going to bring a quarterback because they're not going to name a starting quarterback until the first. You know, right. it's kind of like that's a that's a thing. And and Emory, this is Emory's team. And I think it's it almost creates like negative social media, if they're worried about that, negative social media or negative chatter if your quarterback, who's going to be your first year starting quarterback, isn't named a captain. Well, why isn't he? What's wrong with him? Is he not – Leading the team. Is he not doing all the right. extra stuff? And it's just like, hey, just throw a C on his chest and avoid all that. But I think he has earned that in terms of winning over the locker room and earning the, the trust and the respect of his teammates.
0: I agree. Hmm. Um, yeah, I go, M- I go th- Emory and Dam- uh, Damian Pierce. I like those two.
1: Do you think it's a, a slight to the quarterback if you don't name him as your captain?
0: I think perception-wise,
2: yeah, but I don't. I wouldn't take it that way from my seat, but I think perception-wise in the fan base,
0: yeah. I want to know uh, what what good quarterback in the history of quarterbacks. I think one of the guys in the draft that's highly like touted uh, wasn't a captain on his team. I was like, what quarterback that that had went on to have a good career that wasn't a captain on his college team?
2: I you'd probably be hard pressed to find one. I definitely can't think of one off the top.
0: But, yeah, yeah, I think you got to make Emery the guy. Um, that's an easy decision. Defense, what do you got?
2: Uh, It's got to be Kyrie. I mean, that's your that's your leader in the secondary. I got Trey
0: Dean. Trey Dean got to be one. In, in in got to be one? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I think he's a rah-rah guy. Um, I yeah. think he naturally is fit for that type of role. I think, yeah, you got to make uh, Trey Dean a, a, a captain in that defense.
2: You got super senior Jeremiah Moon, but I don't know if that's. Mm. I don't think that's where you be go. There. Rah rah guy, and a different kind of
1: rah rah.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, I'm thinking. Uh, I like Kyrie and maybe Zach. <laughs> Zach Carter are probably my two.
0: Yeah, because like, like when like you when,
1: when you're thinking of one that's offense,
2: defense, special teams. Like I can't pick a guy on special teams right now. You got a new punter. You're gonna have a new kicker. The kicker that's on campus right now is a walk on. Um, mm-hmm. Who's who's like? I I can't pick one. So maybe you've got if you've got four, you've got two offense, and I think Pearson Jones are solid picks, and then you probably two defense.
3: Trading mm-hmm. kind of caught
2: me out, uh, caught me off guard.
0: I think I don't they go trading and Zach, bro. That's what I think they do.
2: Just tell Kyrie, hey buddy, come back for your senior year, and you can be a captain. Yeah, it will work. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need that to that in the first
1: round. That would probably stop me from making a, getting a $10 million contract. That's a good opportunity. Yeah. Not everybody yeah. gets that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, don't you want to sure. have a senior day? Don't,
2: don't you want to have the chance to be in the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame?
1: Ooh. That, now, that to me is worth it. Um, a couple folks That's in a the Wild the, Hall of Fame. <laughs> Ventral Miller is another name. You know he'll be a redshirt senior. Just He's throwing gonna be a We names? got
0: some good names on defense. Surprisingly, we I can't wait. To Why see is that surprising? Defense. Because they were bad last year, but we got like four mm, or five mm, solid mm. names that of guys we think could be captains. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the offense we kind of we we kind of iffy. Here's another offensive
1: name for you. Um, it's potentially Kamori Gamble. He's a program guy. He'll be a fifth year senior.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a leader in the locker room.
1: Mm-hmm. Came up came up on the uh, you know on the up and up last year. He's going to have a good opportunity this year to to get some some playing time. So I'll probably go Zach Carter, Kyer Elam, Damian Pierce, and Emory Jones. I think are, are my four.
0: Y'all give us y'all. We are gonna put a tweet up, but y'all give us y'all captains who y'all got um, on the timeline. Interesting to see what the people say.
2: Hmm. Give it to Anthony Richardson. Let's see what happens. Watch the timeline Ooh. melt. Watch the timeline melt.
0: You always choose violence, bro.
2: I, I don't. I, it's it's just in me. It's just in me. Five year
1: captain Carlos Del Rio. I yeah.
2: I'm here. I'm here to. I I just like just take the pin out of the grenade. I roll it in and I just leave the room, just, just creating chaos.
1: Nick, my favorite gif of all time is like this cartoon where he's like a mouse type of character. And there's a um, – he like dumps like uh, gasoline on the ground as he's like walking away from a city. He lights a cigarette puts a big puff in the air like silkwood and then just throws it behind him. The whole city just lights up as he uh, is walking away, just saunters away. That's my favorite gift of all time. And that's you in gift form. Sometimes I just, I just, I wake up feeling dangerous
2: and I just need to throw some gasoline in the timeline, flick that cigarette and
1: walk away. And that's why why you're on the show because these hot takes (laughs) don't
4: stop.
0: No, you got to come with the takes, man. Let me give a uh, shout out to Brun Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the panhandle to the keys, my man Greg is the best of the best. Give him a call at 954-589-2204 or visit his website, browninsurance.com. You need home, auto, renter's insurance, life insurance, business insurance, liability, any of that, 954-589-2204. Big coverage.
1: I love it. Silk and Nick, are you guys ready for the Gator News of the Week? My favorite part of the show. So ready. I'm going to make this interactive. Bad. I'm going to make this interactive. Uh, Florida goes three and one in baseball this last weekend, uh, beating Jacksonville uh, and then going two and one against Auburn. Florida is now 28 and 12 uh, on the season, 11 and seven in the SEC. Nick, talk to us a little bit about the baseball program. They've won what eight out of their last nine.
2: Yeah, and uh, Auburn. I mean, you look at the Going into the going into the weekend, Auburn was two and thirteen in the SEC. But um, a team that can really hit their shortstop, Ryan Bliss, he's going to be an MLB player. He was he murdered Florida this week, real real good. Um, two and thirteen, but they lost eight one run games in SEC play. So like they're, it's not like they're getting blown out. Um, they were a good team. They didn't did you have they
1: lost eight. They lost eight, eight one run games in the SEC.
2: In the SEC, so they eight only of those.
1: Thir- they had oh, two and thirteen.
2: Auburn, 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 yeah. So they were of their fifth of their thirteen losses. Eight of them were by one run. Um, so it's not like they're getting blown out. They they were a good team. It was a it was a series that Florida probably should have swept. They were up six two in the first game of the doubleheader on Sunday and ended up losing that losing that game. And you shouldn't lose games when you have uh, Tommy Mason Jack left with left which both pitching in them, um, but. Floor's in an okay spot, Uh, a sweeper to put them one game behind Vanderbilt in the East with Vanderbilt coming to Gainesville. I've been looking forward to this this series since the beginning of the season, since the schedule came out. Um, Huge, huge series. Really excited to see Kamar Rocker and Jack Lager in person. Um, And, hey, see what you're made of. See what you're made of this week against number two Vandy.
1: Nick, your favorite pitcher growing up was Al Leiter, too, wasn't it? Florida Marlins, great. Not my favorite pitcher, um,
2: but oh. but I was there with my dad and his uh, my dad and uh, my grandpa for his no hitter in Miami. Oh wow! And then incredible. And then watched Jack throw a no hitter uh, on SEC Network Plus earlier this year in his first SEC start. So
1: feeling old. Look at you, Nick! Wow, you are you are a lighter family gem. You think they have like pictures <laughs> of you, like in their house? Yeah, probably. Um, I'm waiting for MLB, the Thanksgiving invite. Yeah, I bet. I bet it's sick. Um, no seasoning on the turkey, but everything else is probably pretty good. Um, MLB.com <laughs> named these Gators amongst their top 150 prospects for the upcoming draft, which is in June. Nick. Uh,
2: yes. I June. think it's the end of June. They've changed it because it's uh, last year they only had five rounds because of COVID. This year it's only 20. Normally yeah. it's a 40 round draft.
1: Okay, all right. So Tommy Mace, number 31, Judd Fabian, 49, Nathan Hickey, 121, and Jack Lefwich 136. Uh, Nick, I have a question about Judd Fabian. There was some talk before the season started about him going uh, potentially number one overall or being a first-round draft pick. Is there a chance that Florida could have him back for next season? Um, interesting because he, he has a scout told,
2: told, uh, told his family – and I don't know why the scouts being this candid, Judd has some of the most leverage of any player in the draft. Um, He graduated high school early, which is normal in football, never happens in baseball. Graduated school early. So when he should have been playing his senior year of baseball, he was playing center field for Florida. Um, So he is the youngest college draft eligible player in the draft. Um, Technically a sophomore because of the COVID season last year. He can float a number out there, and if the teams don't meet it, he goes back to school. Now he's just in the grade that he should be, Um, and his brother's com- committed to Florida. So, again, he gets to play a year at Florida with his brother. So he's in an interesting spot. He, um, in my mind, was going to be a top-10 pick because he was considered to be the best bat and a potential five-tool guy the way he plays uh, defensively. Just the strikeouts this year have been uh, uncharacteristic. I think you start to get to a point where you start doubting yourself, and baseball is hard enough to deal with all the failure that comes with it without you know starting to doubt yourself. But it'll be an interesting spot because he has a ton of leverage, and he can literally just put a number out there, say, meet it, or I'm, I'm leaving. And teams don't want to waste first-round picks and that he will be a first-round pick.
1: Hmm. Good information. I appreciate that, Nick uh Gators basketball assistant Darius Nichols I think it's Darius Nichols I is named the new head coach at Radford University so congratulations to him he's the second Gator assistant this year uh, with Mincy heading to Jacksonville that is leaving that gives Florida two openings for assistantships on their team uh in women's basketball news Uh, Faith Dutt, Christina Moore, Danielle Rainey, and Nina Ricards were all named uh, to the SEC Winter Academic Honor Roll. So congratulations to those four. Uh, For you, University of Florida students, um, season ticket sale uh, starts May 10th. Tickets are going to be $120. As a student upcoming this fall, I have a request out to see if I'm eligible. Uh, So I'm excited about that um men's golf they finished stroke play at the SCC championship uh, the other day uh, they got a five over final round par uh, so they just missed the top eight however Joe Padgett, uh their' stunning freshman. Uh, finished in seventh place overall uh, in the entire turn. So congratulations to them, and they move on to the postseason. Gators Gymnastics honored 10 folks uh, that made the SEC winner Academic Honor Roll. Alyssa Bauman, Leah Clapper, Jasmine Foburg, Sidney Johnson, Scharf, Nia Reed, Peyton Richards, Savannah Strohner, Megan Skaggs, Haley Taylor, and Trinity Thomas. In other gymnastics news, Trinity Thomas was named collegegymnews.com Gymnast of the Year. So congratulations to her. In lacrosse, and so this is where I'm going to need your help on uh breaking yes, down lacrosse. Uh, they the Gators officially outright clinched the AAC, AAC regular season after they beat Old Dominion 17 to six and then they beat them the next day 17 to four. Sarah Resnick was a freshman of the week for the AAC for the fourth time this season. Caitlin Debkowski, Grace House, and Savannah Cavanaugh were each. Uh, tabbed to the honor roll, and the Gators are ranked number eight overall. So good luck to them. Silk, any lacrosse takes
0: before we move on? I have a question. We don't have soccer, right? Soccer is over. Women's soccer. There's no men's soccer team. It's a club team. There's no men's soccer team, but we there got lacrosse. No
1: Women's, Women's lacrosse. lacrosse. Men's lacrosse no, is no also men. club. It is a Title Nine thing. Ah. mm. And Jeremy Foley played lacrosse in college, so one of his farewell gestures was uh, bringing lacrosse to the University of Florida. That's well, that's a, a great fact. That's, that's a great question. Silk, I appreciate you bringing that up in our lacrosse segment. Um,
0: Tim Walton, um, fine, bro. State Gallo, good ones like you.
1: State Miguel alum Tim Walton earned his 950th career win at the University of Florida when they beat Florida Gulf Coast in their midweek matchup. His career record is 950 wins to just 241 losses. That's just below a 0. .800 uh, winning percentage, uh, which is incredible over his 19 seasons as head coach um, and currently has the nation's highest win percentage among all active Division One head coaches in any sport. So congratulations to Tim Walton.
0: I'm, uh, the Gator softball, block, I'm not going to need I to pull, pull up his- if he wants to success. That's right. He can fix we all have, of this.
1: We've correlated being on Stadium and Gale to success in your program.
0: It's a fact. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Gators
1: the softball. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Gators softball uh, also went two and three against South Carolina this weekend, uh, clinching their sixth straight SEC series. Uh, in swimming, 20 men and 22 women were named to the SEC academic honor roll. Do you want me to read all of their names, or are you guys fine? No, I believe you. It's a collective group. No, we believe okay. you. Trust you. All right. Um, Gators men's tennis, uh, the number one ranked team in the country, unfortunately lost uh, to number five Tennessee in the SEC tournament final. However, they still the odds-on favorite to win the national championship in men's tennis. Number eleven women's tennis lost uh, in the SEC tournament quarterfinals and they start postseason play here on the next couple of days. University of Florida women's swimmer Savannah Faulkner and track and field athlete Cole Johnson were named as Florida's student athlete nominees for the H. Boyd McWhorter Scholar Athlete of the Year. Um, I don't have any more details, but it sounds like a very prestigious honor, so congratulations to both of them. Thomas Mardall uh, was the SEC's Uh, Field Athlete of the Week, and Ariane Duarte-Mores was named as the Newcomer of the Week. Florida Gators uh, Volleyball Assistant Head Coach Shannon Wells was just named Head Coach at the University of Virginia today. So congratulations to her. In other volleyball news, Five Gators garnered all America honors by the American Volleyball Coaches Association. Tiara Caesar was on the second team. Lauren Forte was on the third team. Holly Carlton, Thayer Hall, and Marley Montserres were all honorable mentions. And then finally, a rest in peace to Dr. Ruth Alexander. Uh, She was the founder of the University of Florida Florida Women's uh, Intercollegiate Athletic Program, Uh, She died uh, just last week. She was one of the nation's leaders in the Title IX movement. Uh, She helped uh, spearhead the University of Florida's creation of uh, bringing uh, women's sports to the university. uh, And she was a distinguished service uh, professor in the Department of Exercise and Sports Science. And I believe she was at the University of Florida for uh, 36 years. So uh, congratulations, um, to all of her achievements and may she rest in peace and that is your Gator News of the Week
0: very good man. very good
1: hmm. anything else or do we need a manscaped read
0: ah. Ooh, starting, starting I to got, heat up
1: just got my uh,
2: notification that there's a package on the way Excited. The same
0: email I got there that is. email Ooh. as well
1: Nick, it's a package for your package.
0: How about that? Uh, they, yeah.
1: they need to trademark that. That should be on their boxes. I'm full of free ideas.
0: You can't, you can't give them the free ideas, though. Dan's just not our business manager. Right.
1: A package but for your package. Be
0: sure to use the uh, coupon code SG at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, it's heating up, man. Uh, I definitely had my ball deodorant. On deck this weekend, um, doing some Same. work at the Cush House, kept them cool. Uh, everything was aesthetic. How was you? you? You took it to the concert?
1: I did. Yep. And I was hanging free, all shows.
0: It's the best way to be, man. So I, well, in that email, I did see the coupon code. I'm uh, not coupon code, but they're sending us a lawn, lawnmower 4.0. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. The official
1: drop date's not for a couple days, so I'm not sure we're supposed to be talking about it. But just so you guys know, on More 4.0 is coming back out.
2: So we're getting that exclusive. We're getting the exclusive
1: preview. Yep.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm... Yeah. So
1: you, um, the only thing about it, Nick, on just for you, you were chosen. You have to do a before and after, so they can use it for your website.
0: That's so, uh... yeah. Send it to them. <laughs> not to the, the group chat. <laughs>
1: That's
2: not, yeah, yeah. Not to the group chat. Yeah. yeah, yeah don't send no. it to the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure you get my face in the picture too yikes
0: <laughs> that's a wild picture
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. I did not sign up for this
0: coupon code SIG at checkout for 20% off and free shipping manscape.com the best of the best in man grooming
2: and hey use the code you might get a picture with your package
0: Yo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna work on your branding. Nick that one need a little bit more, but um I appreciate the I effort. Thought the, I
0: thought the alliteration was good. I keep it keep it dry when it's free. Dan mm-hmm. give it away to sauce True.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you want better ideas, manscaped.com, you can reach out to him. It's at Delatori on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, uh, I want to ask you guys a question. I forgot to mention this earlier. Have you guys ever been to a, a drag show?
0: And no, I don't even know what it is, but no. Definitely not.
1: not like drag queens and stuff.
0: Oh uh, if it was drag racing possibly, but no, I've never been no. to um no, I've never been to a drag show. How'd it go? You check out you check one out?
1: Nick, have you ever been?
2: Yeah, a girlfriend took me to um,
1: I knew he was staying silent To
2: for a uh UC. What's it called? University club. Okay. Um and I, I did not know it was gonna be a drag show. Um but
1: yeah, it was fun. Yeah.
0: Saucy. Mm. What 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 went uh, down? What what is
1: Yeah, no, I went to a, a drag brunch the other day on a Saturday at a, a place here in in Tampa on Soho which you already knew was going to be wild. Uh they're interesting. I you know, this is really my my first ever drag brunch that I've been to. I'm not sure I'm going to be a, a a a usual customer. Um but it wasn't bad. It was pretty funny. Um you know, all in all, you know, good vibes were had, you know?
0: Pretty funny. Not a,
1: no, Spencer, not a once-a-month type of guy. Maybe, a, you know, once a year, you know, type of guy. <laughs> once um,
0: a year, get you one-year fix.
1: Yeah, you just round me out. It's what makes me the Renaissance man that I am, accepting all like different it. parts of different cultures, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dabble. I need to know I need to know more it before I dabbling. go. That's is is what I'm going to say.
1: You need to go to a drag brunch before you die is what you're saying?
0: I need to know more before I go. Oh, well, I, you I need, need to know, know more. more. Yeah, yeah. You need to open I, your
2: mind That's what you need to do.
1: My
0: mind is with,
1: with an open mind and no expectations.
0: No, I just want to know the. I don't like to be out of place and looking at things like I want to be culture and know what's going on, man. I don't want to be the bozo doing stuff all out of character. Like you, you got active like, You said show. it was you funny, man. So. You said it was funny, right? So now I could yeah. go, okay, I'm supposed to laugh at something. I don't know what to, like, it's a... Yeah, no, a it's just kind of a good,
1: happy vibe, you know? Okay. You, you carry that kind of energy, you know? I think that you might be a little... Uh, uh, nervous at the beginning that you might get called out, you might, uh, you know, be just a little on edge because it's a little
0: different. Oh well, that's because be that's how I was. Oh, oh, I it's, got... it's,
1: it's, it's audience involvement, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. So they, there's like they sing, they dance, oh, um, yeah. they crack jokes, um, they pick. So people you out tell me this. this. is what I'm yeah. saying. I
0: got to know yeah. more. Like you got to tell me this. Okay.
2: I made the mistake at UC, so that it's like a really small bar, and the bar is on one side and then they had like a runway so they they would come out and there was like a, the the drag queens were doing their performances in the middle of the bar. I was not on the bar side like where you order drinks. Yeah. I, I thought there was a break in the show and someone's walking out. I'm not paying attention. I'm going to get to the bar to grab a drink and I became part of the show cuz now I'm walking in line. I'm like this is I did not want to be part of the show but it, it was it was fun. Called me out. Got my drink. Went back to my seat. Yeah, I got Watched called out.
1: Yeah,
2: but yeah, like if they like if you heckle at a, like a uh, if you heckle a comedian, like they're gonna come back at you. They will just like pick people out. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's interesting. I just I never even thought I I, I have no idea what a uh, drag show was like. So I think I think
1: Kira would like
0: it. Oh, for sure, that'd be some yeah. definitely. That's a, that's, women, women. that's
1: that is a way to win. Like. A solid number of brownie points for a couple weeks, you know? Like, you got a big trip potentially with the boys. They're asking if you want to go before you drop the line to, you know, your wife's, hey, can I go? I put that that in a tool belt. Here, I saw that there was a drag brunch in a couple weeks. Do you want to go? She's like, yeah, Corey, I want to go. And then, like, when you're on your way there, you're like, hey, babe, I meant to mention, like, when you're on your way home, hey, I meant to mention this was just show was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you mind if I go to Las Vegas with the boys in a couple? I think that that's Seems how like you
0: it first, you offered me out the blue to go to a drag brunch. Now you're going to Vegas. Boy, what you got going on? Oh, <laughs> it's just like a hypothetical. a hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean,
2: though. <laughs> DJ Dan Tiesto, now he's going to Vegas. He's got it. Yeah, who is this guy? I don't know. You no, know? nice he looks life. like he was at the pool. He's got a nice, a, a, a little reddish tan, but definitely a some sun. Tan. I think that's going to yep. turn to a golden brown. Yep. Dan, we've, we've lost him. We, we lost him. Yeah.
1: He lost me to the streets. He's <laughs> been <laughs> you know, the side side streets for years. He
0: <laughs> Bangkok.
1: Yes, <laughs> I can like hang over too. He's with Bangkok now.
0: In Bangkok. All right, yeah.
1: boys. Oh, is it my turn to pick the song.
0: I don't know. I I, I, just go, I, ha- I, I forced ahead.
1: my way into it last week. as my first. Yeah, that's
0: show. fine. Go ahead. I don't have anything prepared.
1: All right, we we have to stay with the theme, or we're gonna go with uh, my my new boy Tiesto with his song "The Business."
0: Yeah, let's be fitting. Yeah. In the show, just like that, same coin at the same time. Let's
3: get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. I don't mean it It's been a while since I had your attention So in my heart, to it Dreams we had don't ever fall away Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night got gather We've had a million, million nights just like this so let's get down, let's get down to business